Welcome to your new favorite team, the podcast that looks into what makes the fan experience so special. I'm your host, Chris, and let me introduce my co-host, who wanted to do a podcast called Your New Favorite Scream, a podcast about scary movies. Lizzie, Lizzie, how are you? Hey, Chris. I'm I'm doing really good. Happy Tuesday. Uh, that's Happy the best Tuesday. one I've heard so far. I don't know who came up with it, but that one, that win so far. That, hey, one's, that one was me again. That was oh, me again. Okay. Yeah, well that was done. pretty good. If you have a submission for Lizzie's Other Podcast, email them in at Lizzie's Other Podcast at gmail.com. Lizzie, is scary movies, yay or up or down? Are you kidding me? I like riding happy feet because the penguin's like sad for a minute and the like other birds are being mean to him. So it's a no. Okay. Okay. Yeah. I was like, <laughs> no, I don't know happy I don't feet like either. Any so scary movies at all. Not no, not my cup of tea. Life's nope. too terrifying to watch scary movies. <laughs> That's a good one. No, but that was a great intro. I appreciate that. Um, and I'm just going to kind of jump into the school that we're talking about because uh, I think it's one of the teams. Well, not teams, just this school is, man, I studied how to say this word. Is it seeped or steeped? Seeped? Steeped? Steeped, like tea. Steeped, steeped in tradition, like just classically classic has a lot going for it. So let's just jump right in. Um, the location is Oxford, Mississippi. The conference is the SEC. Uh, the colors are navy and cardinal red. And then the ma- the mascot is Tony the Land Shark. More wow. to come on that because wow. uh, there's been quite a few mascots. But <laughs> we're talking about the University of Mississippi, but no one ever calls it that. It's Ole Miss. That's it. And to uh, discuss Ole Miss today, we've got our guest, Land Teller. Land, how are you? I'm great. Uh, thank you guys for having me. I'm, I'm excited. Yeah, we're happy to have you. We appreciate it. Well, let's uh, let's jump right into it, Land. Like, we, we just want to know how you got uh, into Ole Miss. So tell us, like, how it started, where, where your Ole Miss passion comes from. Yeah. So uh, I am essentially uh, – the 18th of my family to attend the University of Mississippi. Wow. Um, from great-grandparents. Yeah. It's kind of um, Great-grandparents, grandparents, aunts, uncles, cousins, siblings, parents, all that. Um, ruined with my cousin um, our, my freshman year. Um, my little brother just started his first day of class yesterday. Wow. Um, so, yeah. So, we're, we're about as – I mean, I kind of – came into the world with an Ole Miss hat on. So, right. um, yeah, so it's kind of started from the day that I uh, entered this world. Yeah. That's, that is wild. I don't – I feel like <laughs> I don't even know how to respond to that. So, like, your cousin was your roommate. Is it on your mom's side or dad's side? My dad's side. So it's really my entire dad's side that um, – because they're all from Mississippi originally, okay. um, Vicksburg to be specific. And um, so, yeah, just pretty much everybody on that side um, – yeah, so we're we're an Ole Miss family, for sure. Was it? Does it feel like a family reunion? Like, do those like kind of just like interchange at a certain point? If you're cut, if you roomed with your cousin at your college, I feel like that's just an experience that very few people have. You know? Oh yeah, I mean it was it was awesome. I mean he and I really get along and got along great during that year. Um, and I mean it was really fun to kind of you know somebody that I would see a couple times a year, but we stayed close and you know to get to kind of um, live with him was, was a blast. And, you know, um, his family was like three hours from Ole Miss and mine was, uh, four and a half. So, well, three and a half, four. So they were up a lot more than my parents were. And so kind of got to see them 
a lot more than I used to. Um, so it was a lot of fun. It was kind of cool to be at the place where all of these family members went. And, you know, um, I was actually in the same fraternity as my dad, my grandfather, my great uncle. Um, wow. And so there's just a lot of cool family memories there. Um, it was kind of cool to get to, to be there for myself and where all these, you know, ancestors, if you will, uh, <laughs> went before. So it was awesome. That is really cool. I feel like we should mention too, that you, you graduated in May, right? I did. Yes. So I'm, yeah, fresh out of college, fresh into the adult world. It um, sucks. Buckle up. <laughs> wow. What a ringing endorsement. Oh God, I'm like, can we cut that? I'm sorry. It's great. It'll be awesome. But Go back. Just go back. Figure yeah. out a way to go back. <laughs> I'm trying to see if I have a couple more years of eligibility. I didn't play a down of college ball. Maybe I <laughs> get an appeal to have four years of eligibility there. Yeah. But I think that's a great call. Oh, I think, you should I think do that. there are no rules since COVID. I feel like you could be like, yeah, I just really feel like I, I really, I want to do this. And they might be like, okay, I feel like you might've missed that senior year experience. Yeah. J.R. Smith, who never went to uh, college, played in the, played in the NBA for a long time, just got eligibility to play golf at uh, North Carolina a and I uh, saw that. And I mean, if he can do it, then I could probably do it. Yeah, I mean, he has millions can. of dollars in NBA championships. Right. And LeBron's one of his best friends. But I think I, too, could probably pull that, you know. Yeah, just work on your golf game and you're back. Yeah, it's, it's worth a shot. So you're saying there's a chance. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um. Yeah, no, I think that's really cool. It, it must be a uh, – I've never experienced – so, yeah, I've never experienced, like – my family members going to the college that I went to like it almost has been very separate in my mind mm -hmm. of like people I went to college with and then your family so it like just being able to mix those I imagine it would be cool that they would know what you're talking about when you're talking about the places on campus or the experience so that's really neat yeah we kind of describe it as in the blood but it's somehow thicker when it's 18 of you it's yeah, yeah. and that number is it's me and my cousin were kind of we don't really know who qualifies as the you know what number which who to determine right. who's 17 or 18, <laughs> but he's a couple months older than me. So I gave him 17 and I'll take uh, Archie Manning's 18. Um, <laughs> so. Great reference. Well, it's, it's a, and you have a brother there now. So he's 19. There's 19. Well, right? my, my sister oh. was 19 <laughs> and what? my brother was, is 20. I think we're at 20. Wow. Wow. Of old Miss. How do you feel about that? It's, you know? um, I, I was kind of hoping it could get like me like a free t-shirt or like a free jersey <laughs> or something. Uh, it didn't. And the uh, office of the bursar will not return my calls. So, wow. wow. Um, yeah. I'm impressed that I've always just said bursar. So that's embarrassing. To me. <laughs> An idiot. I, you're probably, you're probably right. And I've probably just embarrassed myself over the airwaves. <laughs> I don't even know what y'all are referencing. So I'm just smiling and laughing. I don't <laughs> it's nothing. It's nothing. Great. Well, let's, let's, uh, we've got a bunch of notes, <laughs> Lizzie. I don't even know where to quite jump in. Do you have well, one? As I stated, it's a lot of tradition, like just yes. a lot, a lot of tradition. Um, so I feel like I'm just going to kind of start with what I feel like most people said were the biggest traditions at Ole Miss. So first of all, I feel like let's just touch on the mascot. Y'all have had like three to four mascots. I know it gets dodgy in there with like the switching of the names of them and like why, but how do you feel about being a land shark? Like, does that make sense to you or? 
So yeah, so I can give some a little crash course on the Ole Miss mascot debacle that has been the last probably two decades. So we were, uh, you know, we're the Ole Miss Rebels, and we had the Colonel Rebel, and then um, that mascot got tossed out. Um, gosh, I want to say in the early two thousands for obvious reasons. And then uh, we went, we didn't really have a mass on-field mascot until like 2012, I think. And we adopted the black bear because the black bear is like the state animal. There's more black bears in Mississippi than anywhere else. And he was fine. I mean, nobody really, he, he was just okay. Um, and then like, we just got bored of him as a student body because he was still the, he was still the mascot while I was at Ole Miss. And then um, there was a brief period where we almost became, and this is a true story. You can look this up. We almost became the Admiral Akbars. Oh no! Oh yeah. So I what mean, is it, what is that? Is that a oh, thing? No. I'm picturing like a giant granola bar. Is that wrong? Uh, yes. And you, it, he kind of looks like a granola bar, to be honest with you, with eyes. But so if it's he's a character in Star Wars. So he's the he's the he's the head of the the Rebel Alliance in uh-huh. Star Wars. And so, like, it kind of started out. He's got a famous line that where he goes, "It's a trap." Oh yeah, and people were like all over. And it's funny, you really need to look up a. It's there's an ESPN commercial about it. Okay. Um, It's like when they did that. It's not crazy. It's sports campaign, and um, there's a whole commercial about how almost was literally. It's like six minutes long, and it was like how we were almost the Admiral Akbars, but we couldn't get the like we were ready to do it. Like it won the vote, all that stuff, and uh, essentially Lucasfilm, which you know owns Star Wars, was like. You, you can't have him. So, um, so we, there was no Admiral Akbar. Um, and, uh, so we didn't uh, continue to not have a mascot. And then we had the black bear. And so back in like the mid two thousands, early 2010s, we had a linebacker named Tony fine. And so Tony fine was a veteran, uh, in the middle East. And then he came back to the States and went to college and had eligibility left and played football at Ole Miss. I believe I'm telling that right. I think he came after his service. From what I've read, you're on you're on print. Because okay, cool. I used mm-hmm. to think it was he went after he went to, like he went and served after college. But uh, I believe he came to college after he served. And he was just this just tank, just tore people up. And his signature move is he would, you know, get a sack or play in the, back, the backfield. He would throw a fin up on his forehead. And he would say, you know, basically say I'm a land shark and like the land sharks are swarming, you know, and everybody loved it. The defense kind of adapted that. Um, and then he uh, passed away um, a couple years later, um, tragically. And since then it's kind of become like, it became our defense's calling card. Mm-hmm. So like if ever there was a sack or anything like that, we would throw the fin up and started leaking into other sports. Marshall Henderson um, who played basketball on mess, he started doing it. And then, softball team started doing it and everybody just kind of joined in it has context that makes uh, sense it just kind of became the thing and um so it's named tony after tony fine um Uh, he's number 47 which was tony's number and um so that's the context i personally like it because that was my nickname in high school when i played football um was the land shark okay Um, yeah it's a clever wordplay there yeah Um, i like that so I was kind of always, I was kind of like fired up and um, oh land I get it oh no <laughs> I was like what 
Um, I had many nicknames, the landmine as well. Mm-hmm. Well, um, you're uh, so we do this on Zoom for those who are listening. Your Zoom name is Landman. So yeah, that's my full name. So Landman. Okay. Um, <laughs> but it's it's but a lot of everyone calls me Landman, the Landman, all that kind of stuff. It's uh, some people even like to be real funny and say they call me like water because they're like, oh. oh, it's not very clever, but they no. think it is. And, right. um, you know, so it's that's the thing. It's a very interesting name. It makes Starbucks and Chick-fil-A a pain because they're like they don't ever get it right. And they don't mm-hmm. even get close. Well, they kind of get close. They, like, like they refuse to say it because there's nothing. Well, no, because, like, I'll go up and I'll be like, hey, they're like, what's the name? I'll be like, land. And they're like, all right, I got to order for Lane, Lance, Lamb. Oh, okay. Be at the end. I even get Lamb, like the like right. The weird, right. yeah. Um, <laughs> and so I just kind of anything that starts with an LA, I'm like, yeah, that's me. And so I just get all these random adaptations. But, um, but yeah. So to make a long story short, that's kind of where the land shark came from. Personally, I think the idea is cool. I think they can do the actual mascot costume better. Mm-hmm. Yeah, how would you? I mean, we're on a, a, a non-visual medium. How would you describe the? I mean, people can Google it, but how would you describe yeah. the the mascot? It's too small. Like it's very cartoonish, but okay. not in a cool, fun way. So, like, okay. what I'm thinking of, like, I think the best way to do a land shark is like uh, the Georgia Bulldog, their mascot. You know, uh, okay. huge, just jacked, massive head. But literally, with Tony, you can literally <laughs> That's see what the look I'm going for. <laughs> yeah like you can literally see up his mask like it's it's that small and it just it literally just looks like a dude in a skin tight suit with a with a shark head on which is a bad look for oh, a college like, and we're getting i mean everybody's bullying us for it and yeah. they're so they made it a little better and made the the hat cloth mm-hmm. and so it doesn't look as weird but it's Still not great. I think they just need to beef him up a little bit and it would be a lot better. I I could be, I'll I'll go ahead and say this and maybe, maybe we'll have to cut this. I would describe it as a sexy shark. Like that's the vibe it gives off to. It's certainly not an intimidating shark, which is what you're going for. It. Yeah. I mean, he's got the, the, the fake muscles that aren't, they're like not big enough. Like, you know, Uga's muscles are freaking huge. Oh, yeah. And Tony's are just like, you're like, oh, this guy works out. Right. I I have Googled him and I will say he's a showy shark. He's just trying to like show, but there's not. Yeah, I'm with you. I feel like they could do better. But I I mainly one thing I wanted to point out. So uh, a pet peeve of mine is when call uh, like when anything has a mascot that isn't relevant to where they're at. So I mm. really appreciate that at one point you're the black bear because apparently there are tons of black bears in Mississippi. That just means a lot to me. I love it when a college thinks it through their mascot. So I know we're coming full circle, but I did just want to like shout out to Ole Miss. I appreciate the land sharks as well. I don't see a ton of sharks in Mississippi, but I get where they're going. So yeah, they're out there. you just got to know where to look um right. which is, the ocean mainly yeah right. yeah like it, on the coast i guess i don't know Not, i don't know well, i don't know so, so that was one that was important because i was like I, I gotta know about this uh the other thing is just there's there's two they kind of seem like they're um simultaneous in that we have the walk of champions and then we'll kind of get into um the grove later because we'll ask you like some about tailgating but just the walk of champions and the grove just kind of the specific tradition of those two two aspects of Ole Miss so essentially um 
I don't really know when the Grove became the Grove, to be real honest with you. Um, but essentially, like, it's just this really beautiful patch of grass with these really old, beautiful oak trees and um, various other trees. But, and it's just kind of, I don't know, it's just kind of there. Like, it's just this beautiful spot in the middle of campus. And it's just right by the football stadium. And um, it's just where everybody, you know, pitches their tent, literally. And um, the Walk of Champions is a, is a, I don't know when that started either. I want to say it's a somewhat new thing in, in like in the last 30 years or so, where it's essentially just like all your other walk from the bus to the stadium thing where they walk, cut through the Grove, everybody's standing on the side, high-fiving, you know, that kind of stuff. And um, I don't know, it's like just this cool brick walkway that's just right in the middle of the Grove um, that essentially leads to the stadium. Um and yeah, so it's a it's a really cool spot. Um, it's a pretty tight walk, right? Or they, they, I mean, it's crowded in there. It is. So they've they've started have you know, and they've done a good job of kind of making sure it, it they do have space. But I mean, you're not having to ex- they don't have to stick their arms out very far to high five you. You just kind of, you know, it's so it's. I guess it would be kind of a tight walk, but so this um, is the players the. Men, I may have missed it. I was listening, but I, is it where the players are walking before they go? Yeah, the- so they'll so they'll pull the bus up um, to the top of the Walk of Champions, and they'll just hop out and walk all the way to the stadium okay. through the Walk of Champions while like high fiving everybody. Mm. Super um, cool. I think that's awesome. Fired up. Yeah, that's a lot of fun. A lot. I mean, um, Bandy does something similar. I think it's called like the the star walk or something like that. Um, I'm sure a lot of other schools do something similar, but, um, but yeah, Ole Miss is, we have, it's this cool brick archway um, in the middle of campus, which is pretty sweet. Yeah. yeah. That's awesome. What struck me was uh, truly it does feel much tighter. I know uh, Virginia tech has something, in, but it's on a street and it's, it's a much wider area. And so I was, it, they almost have to walk single file down this thing. It, it feels like a, very tight but it, it look it's it's it seems very cool it is it's it is cool is and concerned about the spatial awareness of yeah. the- <laughs> well, I, I just mean i don't know it's cool that's it's, it's good to look at things from a practical standpoint and it's, right it's right you wouldn't want any practical. players like running into each other you know yeah. no, look all, all i'm saying is how how close they are is you it's not always like that and they're walking through the biggest part of the tailgate for the entire campus it's it's very different where they they get dropped off and walk up the road and fans are cheering on one side i mean they're walking single file through the biggest part of the tailgate on Ole Miss's campus is different rouse them up and gets them all fired up and it gets us fired up as fans you know and um it it tends to be an hour and a half of well i can't it's there's it's like a nice amount of time for the game so it's like you know, right when the Grove's kind of maybe dying down a little bit, people are kind of getting – going through the motions, and you got the players walk through and everybody's fired up again, like it's mm-hmm. – which is kind of fun. Sure, yeah. I think it breaks that barrier to yeah. people getting to, like, actually see the player. Kind of like yeah. you were talking before we started recording about, like, when you went to – like, when you stepped on campus and you saw all football players, you're like, oh, my gosh, they're right there. Like, oh, yeah, even, even when I was like, they're supposed to be here, <laughs> and I've seen them all the time, I'd be like, oh, my gosh, there's A.J. Brown or, yeah. you know – there's DK Metcalf or, um, you know, it, it is, it's, it's, they all wear suits and stuff. It's real cool. 
That's awesome. Well, so kind of wrapping up the, um, just the, cause we could probably spend the entire podcast talking about the traditions, but what is, um, is there anything that you like really, uh, you know, cause our whole podcast is basically on what makes the fan experience so special. So when talking about old Miss, is there anything that you specifically wanted to mention or that you're like, this is really cool that we do, um, that you just really like? Um, I, we touched on it, but I think the land shark thing is cool. Dating it to Tony fine. Um, I think that's pretty cool. Um, we do this one thing and it's super basic. Like it's not like this super cool special. We, we lock the vault before games. Essentially we literally just lock arms with each other and the players lock arms at the edge of the locker room. And we literally just sway side to side and they play this music and the players do it with us. And so like the entire stadium is like literally swaying um, which is a lot of fun. And then we have the hottie toddy chant, which, um, they get a celebrity to do it. Like Snoop Dogg's done it. Betty White's done it. Um, oh, Shia LaBeouf did it. Betty White. What? A- yeah, Betty White's a pretty solid one. Um, like they did, uh, I'm trying to think of who else. There's some pretty big ones. James Franco. Wow. Um, did it. Uh, yeah. I mean, they get some big, like it's, you know, um they get some pretty solid names can um, you imagine making that phone call like hey betty is yeah, any- yeah, they do oh and hers was hilarious like i think it's on the internet like it's so worth a watch like it's so great that's amazing and it's so classic betty white too that it's just so solid and then ice tea did it um my sister's <laughs> a big ice tea fan for whatever reason um and, um and he did it which was i guess cool um but uh yeah not a lot of there weren't a lot of super cool ones when I was there. I actually have a list. I tried to keep a list of like who did it while I was there on the off chance someone super cool did it. And I, I think I might've deleted it because. Oh no. I, I think I did. Cause nobody really cool did it. And I was like, well, whatever. Yeah. So, but, but that's a cool thing too. Um, there's really a lot. It's kind of hard to think of all of them. Um, but, uh, but yeah, probably those two in the stadium are pretty sweet. Yeah. Um, I really like our alma mater as well. It's a really pretty song we sing at the end of the game. We'll jump. We'll jump a little bit. We're going to stay in traditions. I think, from the outside looking in, your rivalry with Mississippi State, or specifically the Egg Bowl, is one of the most chaotic rivalry games in sports. I mean, maybe I'm sure there's some like South American. Uh, soccer that's even more nuts i'm actually a few are coming to mind but the egg bowl is an insane game the last few years has truly been insane i mean can i go through it or do you want to talk about it Uh, i wrote the last three years now just the last three years oh yeah well so it didn't used to be that way to be what changed it just the level of play or no so and this is i mean for the mississippi state fans that are listening to this like of course he's gonna bring this up but like it's the honest truth and you know from an old miss fan perspective and um from the outside looking in old miss has never really cared that much about mississippi state okay we care about lsu like and it's it's the bigger fish you know bama doesn't right. really care about lsu lsu really cares about bama Ole Miss really cares about LSU. LSU doesn't really care about Ole Miss. State really cares about Ole Miss. Ole Miss doesn't really care about State. Like, it's this whole chain reaction. And, like, we wanted to beat them, but, like, we didn't – we hated LSU a lot more. Like, we would always claim LSU as our biggest rival. And and it wasn't until 
uh, the Dan Mullen era where it really kind of got spiced up. And so Dan Mullen would try and spice it up. It just didn't really, you know, and then you got Dan Mullen and you freeze mm-hmm. um, two very egotistical head coaches and it blew up because essentially what happened is, and this is going to be a very brief look at a very large impactful story on the Ole Miss sporting culture. So, um, so there's this player named Leo Lewis who um, he was a big recruit and uh, he went to state. He ended up going to state. Dan Mullen basically ratted on us to the NCAA and said, Hey, Ole Miss just played, paid Leo Lewis $35,000. And the NCAA was like, well, he's at state. And he's like, okay, yeah, we paid him $45,000, but we, we will tell you everything Ole Miss is doing is if you give us full immunity. Oh, and the NCAA was like, okay. And so <laughs> they just hammered us and Dan Mullen's just sitting back, you know, through his own player to the wolves and, you know, basically ratted on us and got us all the, you know, the sanctions and all this. Mm-hmm. Crystal rat. Yeah. And, and just absolutely crippled us for years. And, and then a lot of that to be real honest is Hugh Freeze's fault. I mean, he was, he kind of taunted the NCAA and it became a whole thing, but yes. Mullen started that. And so that basically made Ole Miss go, okay, we're in, you know, like we hate you now. Yeah. And we basically turned our sights off of LSU for the most part. And just were like, all right, we're, we'll hate you state. And um, that's when it really started getting heated and you started having fights in the game because it was like, you know, Ole Miss thought that state was rats and, you know, state thought Ole Miss were cheaters and it just became this whole thing. And um, I mean, there was a full on brawl a couple years ago that, I mean, almost was getting spanked. So I was like, whatever, let's do it. And, um, <laughs> and then of course you had your DK Metcalf with the, with the hike in the leg, doing the dog pee mm-hmm. that didn't matter because we were whooping them in Starkville. And then Elijah Moore did it. And of course that created the, you know, I like to call it the Lane Kiffin effect where, you know, Elijah Moore hiked his leg, which caused Ole Miss to lose the game because it backed the kick up and we missed the extra point. Um, and then you, Matt Luke got fired and then Lane Kiffin got hired. I mean, it's this whole crazy thing that has just made this rivalry just absolutely bonkers in the last. It's insane. Time. It's truly oh, insane. It, it doesn't make any sense. Like I'm hearing myself and I'm like, this sounds ridiculous. It does. And there's so many ups and downs and ins and outs. And like, there's so many small details that have such a big impact. Yeah. Yeah. The series Um, of poor life choices is what it feels like. Yeah. Although like I, I hated Elijah Moore for that stunt and now he's my favorite person in the world because he got (laughs) his Kiffin. So yes, yes. I'm going to give just a touch of content. I think you gave it maybe better than I could, but 2018, the egg brawl, the funny is somehow the huge context of it and then how it none of it really matters. The egg brawl was A.J. Brown scores a touchdown. Players start pushing and shoving. The touchdown doesn't count because they snapped it after the clock. So all these guys get uh, – four or five guys get ejected. Everybody gets a personal foul call. And uh, the touchdown didn't count. And then the game didn't count because Mississippi State had to vacate it. So this huge thing happens and none of it matters two years on. The oh, game yeah. is vacated. And that is the most typical, like the egg bowl does not matter for the most right. part. Like it's such a microcosm for like what the actual rivalry is because like, to be real frank, like almost in state are not usually a very relevant team. The egg bowl doesn't decide who's going to be in Atlanta for the SEC championship or 
Um, now, there was that one season, Mississippi Mayhem, where Ole Miss was number three, State was number one, and it was this whole ridiculous thing um, back in 2014. But but that's the thing. Like, it's just – it's so bizarre because it's – to be real honest, it's so pointless. Like, there's mm-hmm. no – like, it's literally just old-fashioned just hate. Mm-hmm. And it's mm-hmm. not like, you know, Alabama and Auburn were like winner – you know, winner takes all for the most part, or Georgia, Florida, where winner takes all there. Um, you know, it's just like a rivalry that, you know, is just purely on we don't like each other at all. Like, I didn't used to really hate state that much. But like a couple years ago, it was right after um, I think it was, uh, let's see, I think it was the year of the DK hiking the leg, which I think was the first year after all the sanctions and stuff. And we had some when you fans. say hiking the leg, it, it, he's it, the both players in these instances acted like they were on all fours mm-hmm. and lifted their leg like they're a dog peeing after they scored. Yeah, yeah. I was like, this, right. yeah. I right. just wanted to just yeah, paint the picture sure. a little bit. Yeah, I wasn't sure what the, uh, the uh, <laughs> you nailed it internet term for the <laughs> podcast term for peeing like a dog was. <laughs> but <laughs> I think you had so it. It was the first year after the sanctions and stuff. We had some family friends over, dear friends, very very nice people. And they, oh, don't, gosh. they don't know, like, here's the thing. I get me and my father and my brother get nasty with Ole Miss football. Like we get mean and we're yelling at the TV, the whole thing. And my dad was like, look, man, like, I know we hate state and I know we want to win, but like, we're, you know, they're, you know, our family friends are here. Let's, you know, let's just enjoy it. And I was like, dad, I'm cool. I don't care about state. And <laughs> this is when I realized I hate state. They walk out of the tunnel. Leo Lewis is at the front and I black out. <laughs> I just see red and I just run up to me, you know, get out of here. I hate you. You know, and just completely like, and like, I think that was the year that it got bad because mm-hmm. Ole Miss fans had that reaction. And from then on, it's just been absolutely just nasty. And that's the only way really to describe it is it's just nasty. And we've always not liked each other, but it really wasn't until this Dan Mullen thing that like it completely turned into this, just, you know, could we could break out in a fight at any moment. Yeah. That makes a lot of sense. It gives a lot of context for, uh, for what's happening. And just even from hearing conversation, I mean, I know Mississippi state fans, I know Ole Miss fans, there's a hatred there for sure. You would think it's just like every other rivalry hatred, but as you mentioned, it's not really a rivalry. It's more just hate. (laughs) There's yeah. I am. Oh, sorry. No, 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 no. I was just piggyback. I was just going to agree with everything you're saying. (laughs) Well, I was curious. Do we know why it's called the egg bowl? I'm super curious about that. I think, I think it's just because the trophy looks like an egg that it just creative. (laughs) Yeah. We Mississippians are very, uh, we we're very intuitive. Um, like, but I think it just, we, just what the trophy looked like and we just mm-hmm. were like hey that looks like an egg and we're like let's call it you know the battle of the golden egg or the egg bowl you know like it just kind of worked its yeah. way down to egg bowl um and mm-hmm. i mean it's an ugly trophy but i love it oh i kind of liked it I, when i saw it I, I thought it had a cool look yeah i mean it's very unique you don't yeah. see a lot of you know and and i think in terms of some trophies it's it's good by standards but Mm-hmm. You know, it's just kind of, you know, it's just this brass, copper, whatever metal it is, just, you know, thing. And, um, oh, yeah. I, I get the egg thing now. I looked yeah. it up. And, I, 
do you think it was going for maybe like a like a football? That's so one hundred percent. That I was I'm sorry. I, I, we were talking. I looked it up. It, it was supposed to look like a football, and they were yeah. like, "It's not. Let's I call think, it the egg bowl." I think if you look at it up close, there's like these little like etch marks of a, of like laces and the stripes. Mm-hmm. You know, I think if you look yeah. up, it is a oh, football. Oh no, for sure. You're right. But, um, but it's it's just looks like an egg, and we just kind of went with it. Um, that's even better. I, I think that's a fa- my favorite tradition that I've heard thus far is that somebody, <laughs> some person was supposed to make a football trophy, you know, for the sport of football. And it looked more like an egg. And everybody just said, you know what? Let's roll with it. Let's not redo it. Let's just try and call yeah. it the egg bowl. We're, we're pot committed at this point. We're, yeah. Yeah, we're like, we don't have any more copper to meld. So this is it. Yeah, this is what we're going with. And another thing, we always play on Thanksgiving, which stinks. And so maybe there's, you know, I joke that it's the, you know, that's, it's a food reference because we always played on Thanksgiving and we're all hungry and it looks like an egg. Yeah. Um, but which we played on Thanksgiving, which I don't like because it basically, in my opinion, it cuts your, it cuts your in attendance audience in half, I would think. Yeah. Yeah. Nobody, I don't, go ahead. Nobody's going to come on Thanksgiving, you know, except for people that live around the area. And so I, I finally got to go to my first egg bowl ever last year because it was the first time it's not been on Thanksgiving. Oh yeah. So I finally got to go and it was my last football game at Ole Miss and we got to beat state and it was so glorious. And, um, yeah. And it was, um, which was awesome, but yeah, we always played on Thanksgiving, which I don't like, and we went away with it and now we're back to doing it on Thanksgiving, which Mm -hmm. it is nice. Uh, just to get away from your family as someone who <laughs> no, it sounded terrible. <laughs> That's rough. That's super mean. Yeah. Lizzie, we spent Thanksgiving together. Yeah. Uh, so you should know, Land, that Chris is my cousin. And oh, yeah. Wow, I did not know that. Yeah. Sorry. We should have mentioned that. But he, and he's bailed on many Thanksgiving. So like we, we used to have them at the beach and Christopher would always be like, um, well, I don't think William and I are going to come because like we're going to be going to the Virginia Tech game. We'd be like, um, can you just, I don't. I didn't know it was an option to just choose to not yeah, come. opt out. Yeah, it's yeah. good. It's it's smart. I think you should opt out of stuff sometimes. Yeah. So I think you. So you, Chris, you must have started the whole opting out of your senior season or opting yeah. out of the at the bowl games. I think yeah. that's. I it think came from me. Option. Yeah. Yeah, we can attribute that to you. <laughs> sure, sure. That's Given it. that he left our family merriment, but give him opting out. You have all. Yeah, I, I, I think I didn't totally opt out. I did the thing where you play most of the season. You, you're there through Thanksgiving, and then Friday morning you leave real quick, so you can see Virginia Tech UVA at eight. Yeah, sure. I think that's fair. You are, you're opting in this in this scenario. You're opting out of the bowl game. Yes, I just don't want to be there for the cleanup the next day, and like everybody's tired of each other. We've spent five to get days together. Our family listens to this. I should stop saying this. Yeah, stop. <laughs> well, uh, let's take a quick break and we'll be right back. And we're back. Um, so Ole Miss, you know, we, we, we always do research for this and I'm, I always just like to, you know, just kind of scour and maybe start at Wikipedia for some of these. And, I finally looked at the the string of head coaches that Ole Miss football has had, and I would put it toe-to-toe of the most interesting set of coaches from 1995 to 2020, just an insane – so I'm going to read them down. Tommy Tuberville, David Cutcliffe, Ed Orgeron, Houston Nutt, Hugh Freeze, Matt Luke, whatever, Lane Kiffin. Six of those seven – one, two, three, four, five – what six of those seven are just are 
a cast of characters of coaches to them all have come through one school at some point is insane. So I, we, we always get them at their worst. Oh, it's good. So like yes. we're the stepping stone before they get to be a good coach. Yes. Like, you know, you had Tommy Tuberville, who was solid. Um, he was famously saying that they would have to carry him out of Oxford in a, in a pine box. And then two days later, he took the Auburn job. Um, and then David uh-huh. Cutcliffe was probably the best of that list while at Ole Miss, like didn't get mm-hmm. better elsewhere. Um, you know, he was great. And then, of course, you have Coach O, which he was terrible. Mm-hmm. Like the fact that he is a national championship winning coach and that people are like, oh, my gosh, he's one of the best coaches ever is mm-hmm. to me personally laughable because yeah. his tenure at Ole Miss is atrocious. Like and, and here's the thing. He's a phenomenal recruiter. Mm-hmm. And he recruited Ole Miss's probably best talent since I've been alive to Ole Miss. But we were playing, um, and this was a little bit before my consciousness of remembering. My dad was telling me this. We were playing like Memphis or Wake Forest or something, and we were not playing very well. And so at halftime, Ed Orgeron was like, hey, here's a great idea. Let's have a scrimmage. And they stayed on the field. This is a true story. They stayed on the field and they basically practiced during halftime. Oh, no. And then, of course, came out in the second half exhausted and got spanked. <laughs> I mean, just absolutely absurd. And then you jump into Houston Nutt, who took, you know, two Cotton Bowl winning teams and then immediately went four and eight, two and 10. Mm-hmm. And we figured out the culprit being he had all of Ed Orgeron's talent. And then when they all left, he fell flat on his face. Yes. And then you go to Hugh Freeze, who was probably the best coach at Ole Miss that I've been alive. We're beating Alabama. We're going to the Sugar Bowl. We're getting Shea Patterson. And then all of a sudden, you know, he has these this massive scandal. And uh, we just completely, you know, we have to fire him. And, mm-hmm. um, and then we have to get um, Matt Luke, um, who I had the absolute pleasure – of observing for three years of my college career, um, absolutely just embarrass us in many ways. Um, I mean, we, we were, we went from beating Alabama to getting beat 66 to three. Mm-hmm. Um, and so one, okay. So the way I describe Ole Miss fandom um, to anyone listening is it's essentially like that Greek myth where the guy has to push the rock up the hill and then before he gets to the top, it rolls back to the bottom. And if, if you look at Ole Miss's history, and the coaching staff is a perfect example, we, we, we get – it's not like we're – you know, I apologize to the fans of these respective teams listening, but we're not like Vanderbilt or Kansas football where it's basically just like, what's the point? You know, like, mm-hmm. it's not – you know, we'll just whatever. We'll leave at halftime, whatever. We're winning Sugar Bowls. We're beating Alabama. We're getting Robert Kimdichie and Laquan Treadwell and Shea Patterson, all these huge recruits. And then we'll lose to Memphis. Right. And it'll keep us from going to the SEC championship game. Or Laquan Treadwell will snap his leg in half and fumble the ball while going in the end zone to also keep us from the SEC championship. Or we'll win a Sugar Bowl and then immediately have the big scandal with NCAA and completely go rock bottom and have to rebuild with Matt Luke. I mean, it's just this absolute, just turbulent, just ap- misery, to be real honest with you, of just like so close, but so far. And it's it's absolutely just heart-wrenching. And like, I feel so bad for my dad, my poor, my poor dad, 
he loves it so much and he gets so sad. <laughs> like, <laughs> like it's, and I do too, but I get more angry and it's just like, or even in baseball, it's the same thing. Like we'll be the best team in college baseball. And then we have to beat t- Tennessee tech once. And they beat us twice in 24 hours with a outfielder that came in to pitch because they had no one else. And he was mowing us down. Um, I mean, it's just, I could go on and on. I mean, it is just absolutely well, excruciating. Land, you skipped old Joey Freshwater, a.k.a. Lane Kip, Kippen. So I was getting to there. So that's, I like to think of him as as um, uh, as uh, Joshua. And if you're familiar with the Old Testament of the Bible, um, Moses, who led the Israelites in the desert for four years, did not get to enter the promised land. Mm-hmm. Uh, i.e. all of those other coaches but i think that we've got our uh coach to lead us into the promised land and i am a very like you ask any of my friends i am a very negative Ole Miss fan mm-hmm. i think we're gonna lose i don't care who we're playing we're gonna lose mm-hmm. and, okay if we're playing you know new mexico state whatever I'm gonna of, uh, perspective you have there but. <laughs> yeah oh well, trust me if 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 you had witnessed the horrors I watched us lose to Jacksonville State. I've watched us lose to Tulane. I've watched us uh, get blown out uh, by Wake Forest. I mean, just these absolutely terrible losses. And and we found creative ways to lose. But (laughs) I think Lane Kiffin might be the guy that can finally lead us to the promised land. Um, And if my dad heard me say that, he would run up here and slap me and say, (laughs) you're done. But – I don't know. My senior year of having Lane Kiffin, it's it's the most un-Ole Miss thing ever because he is the most un-Ole Miss coach ever, and it's awesome. Like, we have done the same song and dance of the good old boy, you know, the and Lane Kiffin basically walked in and blew all that up and said, we're doing this my way. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, he's wearing Jordans and wearing barstool masks on his face and wearing football jerseys instead of suits through the Walk of Champions. Like, completely flipping the script and I think he's the most amazing recruiter in college football and I know it's biased but it's because I've seen all the little intricate details that he does like I don't know if y'all saw last year like he threw his clipboard in the air Mm -hmm. against South Carolina Mm -hmm. like recruits are not going to watch Ole Miss South Carolina like they're just they're just not at least not last year we were both like two and you know we both had less than five wins but Lane Kiffin was like okay you know here's an opportunity to get on sports center. So the kids in Oregon or in Washington or in New York that would never see anything Ole Miss are seeing on sports center, Lane Kiffin threw his clipboard 35 yards in the air. And they're like, that's kind of cool. And then they look into it and look into all what Lane Kiffin has done um, just in a year. Mm-hmm. And I mean, we, we were relevant with Alabama again, you know, two years ago, we got DK Metcalf scored on the first play of the game and it was the most excited I've ever been. And then we went to lose, you know, 59 to seven. And, you know, then immediately when Lane Kiffin gets there, we lose in the final five minutes because Najee Harris is Najee Harris and our defense is what it was. And I mean, that it's just the culture change in just a year. Um, Speaking of a culture change, do you foresee uh, that people will dress less up at football games? That was one question that Christopher and I had. People dress super fancy at Ole Miss games. I feel like it's already gotten less fancy in the last Mm. year when I was in middle school and early high school vineyard vines at Ole Miss was the thing. And I, even as a high school, when I would watch games, I would have my blue and red checkered button down and my salmon colored pants with my loafers on. 
and just insufferable to look at, I'm sure. And, but I thought I was, you know, the coolest thing in the world. And that's what people used to wear bow ties, you know, mm-hmm. the, the straw hats or whatever. But really, that's kind of been done away with. And, you know, um, now it's just like I always wore just like a polo and shorts or, you know, depending on the weather, if it was cold, I would throw a hoodie on or something like that. But it's, it's kind of gotten less um, fancy than what it used to be. Do we owe this to Lane Kiffin? That's the question. I mean, not really. Um, no, I, just I don't think so. Changing the I think, culture I, that much. Yeah, I think it's more of just style changed. Like that was when like preppy was in and it just kind of rode the lightning and then now it's just kind of, and it'll come back. Everything always does. But, um, but Lane Kiffin really in terms of culture, he basically went from the, you know, Matt Luke approach, which was, you know, it's all about family. You know, you don't have to be blood to be family. We're brothers and whatever to Lane Kiffin literally in one of the press, you know, after the game said, I don't care that you almost beat Alabama. We lost. Mm-hmm. And he says, if you want a coach that's going to fire you up for almost winning and getting these moral victories, you need to go somewhere else. And, you know, I think for me as a fan, it was nice to see, you know, this just complete and utter change. He's like, look, it's time to do big boy football. And he's running it like an NFL team. He's running it like a business and he's making it, you know, he's like, look, we're here to perform and not, you know, almost beat Alabama. Cause that's not, I mean, that's what Ole Miss has always been, you know, number five in the SEC West. Because, mm-hmm. you know, and you get a pat on the back. I think Ole Miss is one of the best jobs in the country because you get worship for winning seven games. And you got to yeah. beat LSU or Auburn at least once every two years. Mm-hmm. And you're, you are, you know, we will parade you up and down the streets. And Lane Kiffin's trying to kind of push that away and make it like, no, like, let's, you know, we can do it. I mean, we've made it to a sugar bowl and we're one went away from who knows, you know, and then, um, and so trying to kind of push that has been a complete shift and just taking Ole Miss from this gentleman's, you know, preppy to basically like throwing clipboards in the air and wearing Kobe Bryant masks and like barstool masks and like all these just, you know, not Ole Miss stuff. Yeah, it feels like, like 2021 in Oxford. That's <laughs> And like he basically decided, OK, you know, how can I recruit? You know, recruits love barstool. I love Barstool. Everybody loves Barstool. So he started wearing, you know, Barstool masks and, you know, going on the podcast and tweeting at, you know, some of the Barstool people. And um, he's like, what else is like, he's like cool sneakers. So he wears these cool Jordan sneakers and, you know, and, and he realizes how important Twitter is. And, you know, he tweeted all that stuff at at the SEC when he got fined and, Mm. you know, like he's just utilizing every aspect of recruiting and it's, I don't know. It's, it's pretty sweet. And that's why I think it feels different. Like we've been good before, but this just feels different. Mm-hmm. Well, Lizzie, that the, I, that's our time. <laughs> Sorry. I didn't, don't, didn't know where to go from that. Well, yeah, it, no, it does it feel different. Um, yeah, it was, uh, I just, I learned so much. I loved talking about Ole Miss and you, I feel like land definitely number we determined your number 18, 19, 19? 18. 18, yeah. sorry. No, well, 20. You, you had, like, a lot of super fun insight that we definitely would have gotten nowhere else. And okay. I actually add one more thing that I totally oh. forgot about. 100%. And Go for it. That I forgot about it. <gasps> oh, no. So, coolest tradition that Ole Miss does, and I am ashamed, and my friends and family and Ole Miss fans that hear this. Yeah, they're going to know you forgot like it. That it took me this long to bring it up. Um, so, the coolest tradition Ole Miss is the powder blue helmets. 
Ooh. Um, they're the coolest helmet in all, in all of football. I dream about them at night. They are the coolest. Like I, I think they're the coolest thing ever. I got to hold one and I almost passed out. Like that, <laughs> they are the holy grail. And um, what's cool about it is in the '80s, um, we ordered navy helmets and they came in powder blue, so it was a mistake, and everybody hated them. And as time went on, people were like, oh, "Actually, those are kind of cool." And they te- you know, we always begged them, you know, bring them back, bring them back. And um, we were a couple of years ago, uh, our AD was like, we're going to wear commemorative helmets for Chucky Mullins, who was a player that died back in the eighties. Um, and we were going to have helmets with 38 on them, which was his number. And so they came out and they warmed up in the 38 helmets. And then they came back out for the game in the powder blue helmets. Oh yeah. And like, from then on, it's just, you know, now it's just blown up. I mean, baseball has the powder blue jerseys, basketball's done it. Um, Ole Miss has now powder blue jerseys as well. Um, that's the coolest thing about Ole Miss to me in terms of tradition. And I, it's, it, it's an embarrassment that I forgot about it. Till right now. <laughs> well, we'll cut it back into the, we'll cut it back around. We'll, yeah. we'll put it back in at that part. He, he remembered it right then. Yeah. Yeah. No, I think it was perfect timing. <laughs> yeah. Well, Lizzie, you want to, you want to hit the final question this week? Yeah. So um, land at the end of every episode, except maybe the one that you listened to, I can't remember. Um, we always ask, uh, Rocky Top or Rocky Road? You say whatever comes first to your mind. That's the question. Like Rocky Road isn't like the ice cream or is yeah. that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh. Um, I'm going to go with Rocky Road only because mm-hmm. Rocky Top gets old after a while, mm. which um, I don't know if you all saw this, but Lane Kiffin is in blaring Rocky Top at practice because um, we play Tennessee this year. Um as like motivation but, to like yeah to just kind of be ready because Lane took coach Tennessee so I'm gonna go with yeah, Rocky Road. for a minute for a quick I minute saying, when oh. I told people that I was doing Ole Miss they're like oh tell me hate Lane Kiffin I was like <laughs> yeah that, that's fair I, I people in my office that are Tennessee fan I have a Lane Kiffin bobblehead every time they walk by they they set him down mm-hmm. um which is you know but I would say Rocky Road probably good call good call that's what we would always go with it feels and, safe. I'm now embarrassed to know we missed an episode. Lizzie threw that in. We missed an episode <laughs> I think, of it. I think we missed it, but I yeah. think we did too. We'll have to call them and uh, say it. Well, Lizzie, I'm going to do the rest of the stuff. If you want to get in touch with us, check us out on social media. We're Twitter. We're Instagram, your new fave team. Um, our email address is your new fave team at gmail.com. Um, check us out at all those places. We'd love to talk to you. If you got questions, comments, whatever, get in touch with us. All right. It's been a party. Land, thank you so much for doing this. This was fun. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Thank you for having me. I had a blast. And uh, we'll talk to you guys next week. Bye. Bye.